and welcome to another edition of Dig Deep, the podcast about sport, faith, and life. I'm Brian Bolt, kinesiology professor and men's golf coach at Calvin College. And I'm Chad Carlson, professor of kinesiology and director of general education at Hope College. And, of course, this is the official podcast of the Second Global Congress for Sport and Christianity, an exciting congress that's coming up more than a year from now, but it seems to be creeping up on us very quickly. 15 months. They'll be here before we know it. And we're coming to you from the studio, Our Daily Bread. Uh, Our Daily Bread is a ministry located in Grand Rapids, Michigan, but also located all over the world. Our Daily Bread, maybe you're familiar with it, has produced a devotional book for many years by the same title, Our Daily Bread. It's international in scope and offices all over the world and a ministry that's gone on for 80 years now. And one of those is sport ministries. And so a few weeks ago, we met a fellow by the name of Bill Houston, who has been working in sport ministry for a number of years, and he is actually a professional broadcaster. We are amateur broadcasters, and, and Bill knows what he's doing. So it is just absolutely fantastic for him to be able to help us out with this. He's uh, manning the controls right now and teaching us how to you know, use our voices, which is fantastic. So on, in our last podcast, Chad and I talked a lot about uh, sport and Christianity in terms of the number of different perspectives that people will have going in. The way that we think about sport is affected by our circumstance, affected by the daily activities that we partake in. And so some people are thinking about youth sport all the time because their families are really scheduled around sometimes travel teams. Other people are thinking about school sport, uh, and others are professionals. And if you're a professional, you have a very different perspective on sport and how it intersects with faith. And so today we're going to continue that conversation, but something actually has come up recently in the week, and we want to be aware of that, and that has to do with uh, something that's gone on in the media. And this isn't a new thing or something that's unexpected, but we thought today we would try to reflect on it. We're going to talk today about the 10th anniversary of ESPN's body issue. ESPN has a magazine, and if you're unfamiliar, ESPN is a a worldwide network that uh, really calls themselves the leader in sport, and I think they have been for the past 20 years in terms of sport media. Yeah, absolutely. They have really driven the sport media industry. Many more have grown up around them at this point. But ESPN has moved off in a lot of different directions. ESPN produces a a wonderful documentary series called 30 for 30. Um, Lots of different uh, programs come out of ESPN, and they also produce a magazine. And this magazine, just simply called ESPN the Magazine, has an annual issue in which they, well, it's similar to the old Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. The only old, the old Sports Illustrated. Well, it, it still continues, I yeah. suppose. the The Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue, and so in some ways, it's their version of the swimsuit issue, Sans swimsuit. That's kind of the way it feels, doesn't it? That's been sort of an offshoot or their their counterpart to Sports Illustrated. Yeah. It, it feels like they're they're going about it in their own particular way. Sure. In in many ways, it was an ingenious idea when it came up ten years ago. And if you're not familiar with it, if you've not seen this. It, it's actually hard to miss because you, if you pop onto the ESPN website, you're confronted immediately with a naked athlete. All of the athletes are completely naked in this 
issue. Now, what's interesting is, of course, in the way that they pose the athletes, their private parts are hidden. And so for 10 years, they've been producing this issue, and they're sort of celebrating it as their 10-year anniversary. And so we thought it would be worthwhile to spend some time kind of thinking through how this sort of media phenomenon, this issue that shows up electronically and can still show up at your doorstep, you can order a hard copy of ESPN's magazine, how that is, how will we respond to that really as a faith community? Um, do we participate in this because there are some controversies around, you know, athletes in general posing uh, in any particular way, but in this way, in pretty provocative ways. Uh, so we want to talk about that and we want to uh, maybe get some opinions from you through the week. So I don't subscribe to ESPN the magazine. However, yesterday on my Instagram account, so I follow my favorite football players named Saquon Barkley, and this is how I found out about ESPN, uh, the body issue. You know, I, I, heard Barkley, yeah. I, I heard Barkley was going to be in it, but I thought it was going to be Charles, so I, uh, I turned away. That's a <laughs> this is a Barkley that has a much more sculpted body right now. Saquon, who's at the, you know, the guy who hasn't even played an NFL game yet, but is receiving all kinds of hype, and I think it's all... Well-deserved. He's my favorite. He's my son's favorite. He's my whole family's favorite player right now. I was hoping the Lions would get him. You know, um, I'm happy that, that he's in New York with the New York Giants now. They drafted him, and so we're looking forward to that. It's going to be a good market for him. Considering some of the alternatives, I was hoping he wouldn't end up with the Detroit Lions, Ouch. a franchise that's struggling. I was hoping even more so that he wouldn't end up with the Cleveland Browns, a team who was even worse last year. But anyways, that's how I came across this this issue, seeing Saquon Barkley, seeing some of his poses that he he put forth on his Instagram account. How'd you come across it? Uh, just a general uh, peruse of the sports of the day, which I, I do check ESPN. I often go to get scores from there. So uh, when that came up, that, that was a headliner. And so uh, obviously, I don't know that we'll get into it, but ESPN tries to push the... Uh, push the conversation on a number of different social levels and this particular issue also had uh, a, another controversial aspect in that it had uh, a lesbian power couple uh, on the on the at least featured I'm not even sure if they're on the cover um, yeah. and so a whole aspect that um, I don't think we'll have a chance to get into today but that was the first time that they had done something like that and that was um, that that was the lead story about sure. this particular issue. You're talking about Megan Rapinoe and, and Sue Bird. And Sue Bird, yeah, right. Two prominent female athletes in the United States. Right, and they they pose together in this particular, and they they play different sports, soccer and basketball. So the funny thing about some of these, these poses, so like you said, we have these athletes who are completely naked, right? This is not like the, the swimsuit issue nope, where there completely. is, this is uh, at least uh, this an is attempt to, to have a, a swimsuit on. The Greek Olympics, here we go. The, <laughs> We're, we're, we're hearkening back in time. The athletes are most of the time with their sporting equipment, right? So either yeah, they'll use props on sure. occasion. Like but Saquon's often, holding a football in uh, in yeah. There in are moments, areas. or they're they're Instead on skis of, out in the snow, which sure. looks a little chilly. Yeah. So it's either a sideways view that doesn't show, like you said, the the, the private parts, or else you know you're holding a a football, a volleyball, a soccer ball, um, where a, a fig leaf would be otherwise. Correct. Correct, biblically. Correct. And so it's, it, it's, the poses are very provocative. And, and yet so often the athlete's faces 
are not. And so a lot of times we're seeing the game face on an athlete that looks like they're competing. Um, in Saquon's case, and this is part of part of what, what made me laugh yesterday um, following his Instagram account, is he's got these sort of uh, super happy animated expressions, like he's laughing with joy while just holding a football in front of his naked body. And um, apparently some of his friends had been giving him a hard time about that and saying, what, what the heck, you're usually a pretty modest person. How can he, you not? Come on. Right. And and he said, actually, I was I was getting close to, to crying, really. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it has to sense. be a really uncomfortable feeling for them. And just from a very practical level, um, I'm not even sure how they do this because they're in what look to be really dynamic poses. Right. And these poses uh, are pretty hard to fake. In other words, if it's a really athletic move, you can't put yourself in those moves unless you're actually doing that thing mm-hmm. and so uh really uh brilliant photography on many levels and uh right they're they're in a very serious sort of looking off into the distance uh countenance right their face looks almost like it doesn't match their body right right and again it's not this sort of um uh, sexualized look on the face um it's not but it's also it's hard to tell if it's an athletic look that, that's true and 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 again, I think with the entire body issue, it's hard to it's hard to tell um, what role the athletes have in all of this. We are looking at their bodies, and we're looking at uh, very muscular bodies that are in their primes. And I think that's part of it. You see muscles rippling in all these athletes, obviously in, in, in different ways based on the sports that they play. Um, that part is really truly a marvel. It is when you look at um, the way that these bodies have been formed and shaped and. ESPN will feature the uh, athlete in a pose that shows something in particular, like just extremely strong legs or core or just uh, big arms and and the ability to, um, I mean, most of the time, extremely lean. Uh, They look like they've been working out and working hard for many, many years. In fact, they'll even feature some some of the scars, some of the damages of athletes. Uh, I think they showed uh, kind of a broken finger before and some other um, sports injuries that had occurred. They've showed, they've also shown Paralympic athletes. They have. um, You know, without, uh, without a lower limb, for instance, and, and that's all, it's all there. It's all, it's all uh, for everyone to see. And so we see a lot of that. I I saw, um, you know, pictures of, of, uh, of Saquon doing pull-ups where you're showing his entire Backside, no, no football even to, to cover anything. Looking at, at him um, with his tree trunk legs, pulling himself up, doing a pull up uh, with the musculature to be able to do that. You know, muscles rippling all over the place. Usually, we don't see that when we see him because he's wearing a jersey with number twenty six on. He's wearing pads. He's wearing his gear. This is very different. And so, in this case, and in cases like this, uh, there's sort of a stereotypical church or Christian reaction, right? We we at least have the reputation as Christians of being pretty prudish about things like this, to sort of recoil, turn away, maybe um, object, maybe even boycott something like this. And when I think about it, I think there's a lot of different positives that come from something like this, especially as a person who um, spends time thinking about how we're made and sort of the marvel of the human body and the possibilities that come from it. And how sport provides an opportunity for us to push ourselves to 
display that level and to achieve at a particular level that celebrates the human form that, as it was created and the human capacity, the ability to, to play and to move and to reach new levels. And so in some ways, when you, when you think about this particular issue and you look at it from that perspective, I, I get kind of excited about how that human body can be um, celebrated. I can see that. We're, we're looking at sort of uh, athletes who have reached the ceilings in their particular sports or ceilings of human ability, and we see the musculature that, that has gotten them there, and we see the discipline that it takes to develop that kind of musculature. I, I, would, I would imagine that very few of these athletes were born looking exactly like that or born that would have looked like that as adults had they not trained their bodies with unbelievable discipline like they have. And yet what you've said sort of in some sense uh, uh, offends me on a couple of different levels, Right. Uh, number one is as as a sports fan, I, I kind of want sport to be about sport. I kind of want to I want to see Sp- Saquon as my hero on the field and and seeing him uh, naked or seeing Megan Rapinoe or or Sue Bird without without clothes on. I, I'd rather watch them play sports. That's what I like about them. I want sports to be about sports. And pulling this in again as a sports fan, in some sense, takes me away from from that. And that goes to probably something that we would say happens all the time in sport. And in this particular case, ESPN is using it potentially for money, right? They're sure. they're trying to get people excited about their magazine and I think this magazine yep. sells more than any other. And so Does it really? you can expect that there will be lots of reasons, lots of good financial reasons for them to do this, right? Yeah. So that's probably underneath everything, just sure. this general idea. And they might be pushing some other particular uh, idea or agenda through this process. And like you said, this happens all the time in sport, where we our attention gets diverted from sport. Because sport is so popular, people just can't resist the idea that, okay, this is a great opportunity to try to sell something else, something on the side. And we, like you said, want to see our athletes particularly playing sports. But it's also true that people want to see, they want to know more about their athletes than sport itself. That's that's become clear. People want to understand what their athletes do in their private lives. People are excited about that sort of uh, possibility. And this is, opens up a whole new side, I guess, of a person yeah. <laughs> yeah, more, <laughs> in more true. ways than one, right? That's true. And so in some ways it does humanize them, personalize them, at the same time objectifying them and depersonalizing them. It uh, has it has all these different effects and it reaches at something, it, it connects us to this idea of wholeness, right? In some ways we see a whole person uh, in sport, um, or we want to see a whole person, and yet we don't. We only see them as an athlete. Yeah, and in some sense, that's what makes Saquon Barkley, for instance, um, someone that my family reveres, is that we only know him as a football player. And on the football field, he's second to none. He's as good as it gets. And uh, and, and the more we know about him, and I again, we, we want to know more about our, our heroes. And um, I want to know things like what, what kind of music does he listen to and what does he binge watch on Netflix? I, I, I don't need to know what his lower abdominal muscles look like. And yet that's what I'm seeing here in the body issue. And so it's it's a little bit, um, it's well, different. Let me push back on that. You do want to know what music he listens to? Sure. If I, want to know, if I want to know about him, those are the types of things that I want to know rather than seeing parts of his body that I don't normally see. How is that different though? In what way? Well, when you think about wanting to know more about him off the field, that seems to be part of uh, something that, that rounds him out, 
In, in other words, you're starting to get into his life in a, protect, in, a yeah. in a wholly new way. Well, we see them as athletic competitors, right? And sometimes, mm -hmm. especially, for instance, for a football player who is c covered from head to toe, right? We really actually, as a football player, you don't get to see his face. Right. Right? You get While to see he's playing him. football, You yes. get to see him yeah. off the field. You I get do. to see his face. But on the football field, really, he is he's a non-entity to you. He's, he's really good. But you can't even tell. You, you couldn't walk down the street and see him other than the views of him or the pictures of him off the field. Well, yeah, I guess in, in some sense. We get enough now in the, in the broadcast of football. We get enough sideline views, especially a player like him who was, you know, elite, who was the star of the team. You get to see him with his helmet All off. the time, right? Yeah, yeah they do that. But, yeah. again, those are, those are certain aspects where when you saw Saquon Barkley in this pose – did you learn something new? I, I don't know if, if I did. I, I don't know. I don't know if I was looking that deeply at it. And again, maybe that that's part of the issue with this issue, right? Um, that we don't look at it deeply. That we look at it as sexualized, ob objectified um, athletes who are no longer athletes in those poses. I mean, they are, but in some sense, we're looking at uh, at bodies that are unusual, that are unique, that are away from the norm, that are different. And, and in that sense, it, it draws us in, I suppose. Um, but when I look at something like that, um, I guess I'm not looking at it with much depth. Is that part of the problem? Well, that's what I'm wondering. I'm wondering if it's possible that there's more for us to see here because we do recoil. We want to know more about what's in his head. We want to know more about what's in his home. What's in his heart. And I was getting there. Yeah, yeah but absolutely. We want to know what's in his heart. And, and as Christians, actually, we're quite drawn to that knowledge. In fact, we really like to know, uh, um, I'll have, I didn't know I would use my mother-in-law here, but she is sort of famous and we, we almost uh, mock her a bit for stating that athletes are Christian. She can tell hmm. whether or not an athlete is Christian. She can uh, tell, huh? Well, somehow she it's can a special tell. power. Yeah. Yep. Well, I'm pretty sure that so-and-so is a Christian. Sure. Um, and and uh, she may be right, she may be wrong, but because she watches on television, sees how it's happening, uh, can maybe watch some dispositions, how they respond to officials, other teammates, opponents, those sorts of things. She draws some sort of conclusion. And if she draws a conclusion that an athlete is Christian, they go in the good box. <laughs> I mean, those are the athletes to root for versus those heathens that sure. are on the other side. You know, I don't know if Saquon Barkley is a Christian or not, but he does come across as a really good guy. And that's part of what we like about him. He doesn't appear to be, he doesn't sulk. He appears to be a good teammate. He appears to be positive. He's at least somewhat humble and modest in this world of athletes who are uh, uh, not often humble. And and that's part of what draws us to him. And we see these, these, these wonderful, these big smiles uh, about him. But like you said, that draws us to him in some sense, at, my, at least for my family. Um, he recently became a father, and uh, and so we're sort of drawn to this idea that there's this other side of him, where he seems to love his his little daughter, and um, and that's part of what we want to know about him, I suppose. And so, what you're describing is not uncommon for a lot of people that follow sport. This idea that there is some, and I don't know if you you would like this word, but there's some heroism in there. There's this idea that this becomes a hero for us, and. It's always interesting when our heroes fall, and that's going to be maybe the the uh, the subject of another podcast on another day. Sure. Let's talk a little bit about 
what uh, often comes up when this issue comes out and it has to do with the sexuality, the sexualization of these athletes. Because they're naked, immediately we think about sexuality. Mm-hmm. And because uh, there's a whole industry, obviously, that has to do with taking clothes off people and mm-hmm. making those images available. And so in this particular sense, it gets connected to that. Do you see that? And do you see that in sport? And in this issue, how would we respond as Christians to that particular issue? You know, I have some some colleagues that study um, gender in sport and study issues of how males and females are portrayed in the sport industry uh, through through marketing and otherwise. Sure. And one of the things that they talk about with the ESPN, the body issue, is the fact that what we're seeing are male bodies and female bodies, both of them in, in, in poses that, uh, that show power. And that that would be different from sort of the normal industry that, that deals with people taking their clothes off, for instance, that there's a uh, submissiveness um, with, with females that we simply don't see here. And so although these colleagues are, are um, they go back and forth on the positive and negative benefits, which are stronger of ESPN The Body magazine. And yet one of the positives is that we are seeing males and females in sporting poses showing power, that when females are playing sports and are doing the, the same things that males have historically done, and when we're seeing them in poses that show the musculature, that show them as athletes first and foremost, although they don't have jerseys on or clothes on, period, what we're seeing is uh, power. And, and, and that could be a positive. That, that could be a positive Absolutely. thing. Yes, sure. that we're seeing them in powerful poses that's different from sort of this sexualized body without clothes on. And different from culture in general. Just the idea that there is an equality there with male and female in terms of their ability to perform at high levels and to be recognized for their performance. And yet we hear all the time that male athletes are recognized for their performance and female athletes are recognized for their appearance. Is it possible that this only contributes to that societal concern? Well, and that's one of the issues then. Who are they choosing who is ESPN choosing to to be the models for this issue, right? And uh, in some sense, they've gotten some, they've received some criticism for only choosing athletes that are seen as attractive right. in the first place. So it's an intriguing issue, this ESPN magazine, with the, their edition of the body issue. And it's one where I think, first of all, for Christians, it's helpful for us to not have a really quick reaction that is... Uh, that is filled with condemnation. Uh, Very often we're concerned that, okay, there's a naked body and clearly that is a hyper-sexualization of people or athletes. And, you know, there may be aspects of that. In fact, there probably are aspects of that. And in our culture today, that's a tricky issue. It's tricky for us to try to figure out exactly how to express ourselves um, a, when when we think about these sorts of issues and we have a hard time articulating kind of what makes us recoil in this in this uh, type of circumstance. I would say that there are some things to learn from this particular issue that give us an affirmation of the physical body that God has given us. Our, God made us whole. 
God made us uh, as body and soul, and that body and soul lives through life and was in some ways celebrated through the incarnation of Jesus Christ, where he came to this world to live as one of us and to live among us. And this body that we live in is not something that we think about as disposable, nor is it something that we think about that uh, is only used. It's actually part of us at this point. And as we get to more conversations about how we view ourselves in God's eyes, it includes how we uh, express ourselves bodily in this culture. And I think ESPN's issue in some ways gives us a different way to think about that. That's absolutely right. We have these bodies that we cannot escape from. We, we, our bodies are our vehicles. We, we never live without our bodies attached to us. ESPN's The Body Issue celebrates some of these bodies that are perfectly sculpted, that are in some ways just like the, uh, the sculptures of ancient Greek Olympic athletes that are beautiful to look at, and they draw us in. There are some positives, like we've talked about, the way in which they display males and females on par, the way in which um, they get us to think about issues in a different way, specifically regarding sport. And yet, I'm also thinking about the ways in which so often we are, we are self-conscious of our bodies, or we feel like because of our bodies looking a certain way or not looking a certain way, we feel like we don't measure up. And I'm reminded of Isaiah 53, verse 2. He, it says, He had no beauty or majesty, talking about the, the, uh, Jesus Christ to come. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him, nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. And that so often we are reminded that Jesus Christ is who he was, not because he looked a certain way, not because he had a body rippling with muscles, whether he did or not, but that we were drawn in because of his, his soul, because of who he was, because he was uh, fully God and, and fully man, knowing that he likely would not have been chosen by ESPN to be in their body magazine issue, at least according to this verse in Isaiah. And I think that gets at what you were just talking about earlier. In terms of getting to know our athletes, we have this perfect example in Jesus Christ who has given us um, an insight into who he is and also given of himself through his Holy Spirit. And that Holy Spirit allows us to sort of formulate perspectives on things like the body issue. And when we think about these things in the culture in which we live, in the world in which we live that has fallen, we recognize that there are some wonderful attributes of an issue like the body issue that provide for us a new perspective but also there are things that might lead us down a particular path that are going to be unhelpful. And one of those is comparison. And so as we compare our own bodies with someone else, we may again uh, not celebrate our own particular body as created by God. In some ways it can also be aspirational. We think, wow, these athletes have really performed at a high level and now uh, they're showing us sort of the, the foundational aspects of how that performance comes out. The, the muscles and bones, the, the sinews that kind of pull everything together are really a marvel. And we can be excited about the way that the body can be um, developed and pushed and, uh, and really in many ways uh, beyond what most of us are gonna experience in our lifetime. 
When I see Saquon Barkley posing in ESPN's The Body issue, what I see are exactly like you said, all these these muscles. I see the sort of the beauty of the human body, all that's capable, um, muscles like very few others have, and it's awe-inspiring in some sense. And yet, there's also an element where I see uh, some of these poses, some of these pictures, and I see a little bit of incom- of discomfort on, on his behalf. And I think a lot of the athletes are that way. They're just not as comfortable showing their bodies like this. And in some sense, that shows some vulnerability. And I can connect in that way, knowing full well that I have some discomfort, I have some vulnerabilities, and maybe that's one of the redeeming qualities of this The Body Magazine issue, the, uh, ESPN Magazine, The Body Issue, that we do see, um, even through all of the musculature, all of the heroization in that sense, that there's also some vulnerability, that there are humans like us, and that there are, even if there aren't physical flaws, there's at least emotional um, social discomfort w- with what's going on that I might be able to relate better to him because of that. You know, as you were talking, I was thinking about how the body progresses through lifetime. And most of these athletes that are uh, exhibited in this particular magazine are young in the prime of their lives. And these bodies are of worth and value as babies and as we age into our older years, but just in different ways. Uh, one athlete that was celebrated a few years ago was Gary Player, who was uh, well uh, into his, I think, 70s or 80s when they, they uh, put him in the magazine. I don't remember this one, but I'm, I'm visualizing You can right imagine, now. Yeah. right? So he's, he's sort of celebrated. He's a golfer who was celebrated for his fitness. <laughs> he's from South Africa, uh, a very uh, sort of charming but outspoken uh, advocate of fitness throughout life. And uh, Another good example, in some ways, uh, uh, aspirational in that we can continue to, we often give up, right? And so, but we can continue to use our bodies and we want our bodies to be fit and skillful, however possible, to be, to engage in God's world. And this can give us an opportunity to do that. At the same time, we do recognize, I think, the ever-present desire to use sport, this thing that we love, for another purpose. And the body issue does that, obviously. It certainly does. It generates money for ESPN, like you said, and that's a big thing for them. It's a business. They're running it as a business. Um, but it also, you know, it, it pulls us away, I guess, in some sense, as, as we're talking here. We're trying to point out positives. We're, we're searching for positives in this, in some sense, uh, to have a deep and critical discussion about the merits or the potential demerits of the body issue. And, and so as Christians, at the end of the day, what are we to, th- to think about this? Is this a positive thing? Is this a negative thing? Uh, it's deeper than that. That's what we're saying, right? I think that's where we go, right? I don't think it should be rejected outright because it gives us an, ac- an opportunity to talk about these sorts of issues. Uh, it may lead us into a conversation about uh, sexuality in sport, which we haven't really gotten to a lot in this conversation. Sure. It may lead us to think about uh, this connection between the, our minds, our souls, and our bodies, and how this all sort of connects. It may lead us to think about um, really the, the idea of crafting or forming your body for consumption by other people, hmm. which would be another uh, positive conversation to at least try to understand. 
because sport is visual and it is for others to see and the forms that we have are judged and evaluated and how do we deal with that uh, so those are all things that that give us an opportunity and so in some ways I would just encourage people to not reject the idea outright there's nothing inherently wrong with a naked human body right there's nothing that we would say this is this is morally wrong mm -hmm. uh, now the motivations behind it we have to unpack and mm -hmm. figure out and try to, de to determine and discern what is good here and what is what is leading us astray here I think that's a good take-home point for us today that the ESPN The Body magazine issue will uh, will get us thinking about about in depth our bodies and sport and the ways that that sport uh, focuses on our bodies and how we use our bodies and the ways in which our bodies are um, we came into this world naked and the fact that uh, we put clothes on as sort of a social construct and sport has changed the way that we understand and look at bodies. That so often when we watch sport, even though there's clothing, even though there is, and some sports have more than others, mm. um, we still are understood as as athletes based on what our bodies can do. And so often we we promote uh, what we can do with our bodies to uh, to determine who's better than others, who has more worth than others. That gets us away from some biblical principles. And yet, seeing an issue like this reminds us in some sense, in, a, in an unusual way, that, that God doesn't value us based on what we look like, that each one of us is created unique and by God. And that's a great place for us to draw this podcast to a close. Thank you again for listening. Uh, this is Dig Deep, the podcast about sport, faith, and life. And again, if you want to interact with us, you can find uh, information on the Global Congress on the Calvin College website at calvin, C-A-L-V-I-N, dot E-D-U, slash events, slash 2G-C-S-C. Or follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Sport Theology. Until next time.